What's going on, everybody? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. Oh, I am relaxing. Um, things continue to evolve in life. Um, you know, it's like the the only thing that's never changing is that there will always be change. It's that whole concept. I've been learning a lot about myself, and I've been learning a lot about um, some some basic principles. I decided to dive deep into my favorite book again called, uh, a happy pocket full of money. Um, man, that book, if you want your brain to expand, if you want, if you want your whole worldview to completely transform, you gotta, you gotta read that book or listen to that book. It's, um, it's insane. Now, I don't agree with absolutely everything said in the book, to be honest, but the vast majority of it I do. And I've in mostly because I've experienced it and it it just makes a lot of sense. And one of the things that I caught this last couple of times listening to it was the oftentimes your, your physical health can be a feedback mechanism between your body, mind, and spirit. So when your body, mind, and spirit are not in sync, oftentimes you can get some pretty negative, nasty feedback in the form of physical issues, whether that's uh, something simple like being overweight and out of shape or something a little more severe like an illness, right? Um same thing can happen in other other areas you know here it can it can come back as negative feedback with your mind or with your spirit um so things like depression right um those those are things that can also come due to a lack of congruency between mind body and spirit and i just find that really really interesting um because i've personally experienced that i feel like Um, I don't know. I just, I've really, really, really felt that I been working out. I I signed up for gym membership after my grandma's funeral and I've been working out every single day since. And of course, giving my body time to recover. So I only really have two really big workouts, um, throughout the week. And that's on Monday and Friday. So Monday is big, big leg day. Friday is big upper body day. Um, the the other days are are mostly light stuff. Saturday's a little bit more cardio than the rest of the days. Uh, Wednesday and Sunday, I literally don't have anything planned. So I usually just go and ride a bike and watch a movie. Um, they have like a, a cinema, cardio cinema or cardio theater, they call it big screen TV with a bunch of bikes. <laughs> you just ride your bike and watch a movie. It's pretty cool. I actually really like that. And it's, I usually go at 4am. So nobody's in there. <laughs> it's just me riding a bike, watching transform transformers or whatever they got playing. Excuse me. Got the hiccups all of a sudden. Oh, anyway. So I'm down eight pounds in two weeks. Um, I've also been watching what I'm eating for the most part. I kind of cheated today, but that's cause I don't know. It was just a day to take a break. Um, and it felt good and I feel good. And I, I know it's still going to have some nice reduction this week. Uh, call it a refeed day. It's a thing. So anyway, my point is, is I feel like I've gained so much weight, you guys, since a certain point in my life. 
and I can pinpoint the exact month and year that my physical um, state shifted in a negative direction. So there was a point that I weighed 226 pounds. Oh my gosh, excuse me. I swear I'm not bored, I'm just tired. Okay, (laughs) so there was a point I weighed 226 pounds and everyone kept telling me because I had a traveling job and everyone kept telling me, hey, you can't lose weight and travel. It's impossible because all you eat is fast food and, and, and that's your only options out there and all this BS. And I was tired of it and I said, screw that. I'm going to figure it out. And I did. And that year I lost 45 pounds and I got into just some pretty freaking good shape. Like I was not ashamed to take my shirt off to go swimming or anything like that. You know, I wasn't like ripped, but I felt good. It was a healthy size. You know what I mean? And I had a lot of energy and everything was great until July, 2018. That's the month. Everything went sideways that month, starting in that month. And what happened there, that was the month that my wife decided she was no longer a Christian. Um, and it just completely changed so much about my life. It was hard. It was hard. And it wasn't just that she doesn't believe in, you know, Jesus is her savior. That It's not just that. It's she went all out pagan and then basically said that her belief in Jesus was basically all a lie for our entire marriage just so that we got along, you know, and and it was just really, what it was such a difficult situation. And I ended up paying for some professional assistance with dealing with that. Oh my gosh. I'm so sorry, guys. It is late when I'm recording this right now. (laughs) It was just, this stuff has been on my mind for a little bit. And so I had to record it. And so I remember that's the moment, guys, that's the moment when my physical state was going in a negative direction. Now, keep in mind, bear in mind, I'm not, I'm not blaming my, my ex-wife for the situation. What ended up happening though, is due to that situation, my mind, body, and spirit were no longer in sync because now my mind, body, and spirit were conflicted. I chose to be conflicted in, well, what do I do? Do I end this relationship? Do I keep it going? Do I share unconditional love unconditionally? That includes folks of other faith. Like, what do I do? And I chose the love part, but I think subconsciously and internally, it was hard. It was so difficult to see someone I love and someone I cared about going down a path that I just feel is not, is not the path of salvation. Right. And, and that, that was just ultimately such a challenge for me. This is really, really difficult. Um, anyway, so I just find it interesting when, when you have physical ailments, whether it's being ill or being out of shape like me, it's actually a feedback mechanism that you're out of sync. Your mind, body, and spirit are not in sync something's off and you need to figure it out and sort it out. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to tell you guys about. Uh, the other thing I want to tell you guys about, this one's a little more 
a little more personal, if that's all right. I promise it's not like a venting thing. It's kind of a positive thing. It really is. I, um, you know, I've been, I've been going through some pretty hard struggles with this divorce, just a lot of emotions and, and mental things. And, and, oh, it's just been a, a roller coaster and it's been challenging. And part of that challenge is I'm like, I just want to, I just want to do what I love to do, which is helping people, helping people like you guys listening out, listening here. And like, what, how can you become a better trader and how can I be a better trader? How can I be a better teacher, a better leader, a better, a better business owner? Like there's so many things, a better friend, better partner, better father, right? These are all very, very important to me. And and that's ultimately what I wanted to do. But, but I kept feeling like my own emotions were getting in the way. And, and one of the greatest parts of that is, uh, the fact that my ex-wife is dating already And that, guys, that hurt, like, so much. And I don't know if I even had a podcast about this already because, you know, I don't know. I just, I felt like it it was really fast and kind of like, I don't know, we'll call it a slap in the face. Um, I don't know what you want to call it. And so out of anger and frustration, I downloaded and paid for a million dating apps. I probably spent way, (laughs) probably, I spent way too much money on that. Um, just to see if anyone's interested and <laughs> see if I get a match. Right. And wow. What a waste of money. <laughs> Nothing good came of that. Um, I didn't, I didn't get any real matches. I got a lot of scams and stuff that I'm like, okay, all right, go away. You're a scammer. But <laughs> it was a frustrating moment. Right. And I talked to my friends about it and, and my, my business partners, they are the same people. My friends are my business partners and, and they gave me some so good support and they prayed for me and with me and guys, I can't, I can't tell you enough how important those guys are to me. And, um, ultimately at the end of the day, I reflected a lot on this, the whole situation and I had decided, I said, you know what, I'm going to not have all these dating apps. I'm going to have a few, but I am going to go on a date. I decided it. I have no idea how it was going to go. I had no idea what was going to happen. Um, all I knew is that I wanted to know what I would feel from going to the date, being at the date, and then afterwards. What, how would I feel? And that's really what I wanted to discover. And I knew there was no way for me to discover that unless I actually go on a, on a date. And so I got some strategic apps this time, not just random dating apps. And I went ahead and, um, started going through it, taking it seriously. And lo and behold, I had a couple conversations and lo and behold, I was able to get a date. And this was, uh, this was last week. Um, and to be honest, I didn't really think much of it because I talked to the lady on the phone first. She's a great woman, like a really good person. She's smart. She's got a PhD, you know, she outshines me there which is totally cool. Like it, there was just a couple things with the phone call. So I had this phone call with her before the date and the, the attitude I got from the phone, like the initial tone of her voice was more like a, here we go again, kind of tone. Like I'm already a guilty person because these phone calls never go well for her. Right? Like that's, that's the tone that I was getting. And by the end of the conversation, it was not that tone and she agreed to a brunch date. And so we went and got some brunch. 
and uh, the date was really good. And there was a couple of big realizations I got from this date, apart from the fact that this woman is a really great person. Um, just for myself and my own internal in syncness, right? We're talking about mind, body, and spirit being in sync. I found that even in front of a beautiful woman, um, on a date, I was in full control of myself. That sounds really like, like I'm some kind of like crazy rapist guy. That's not what I mean. Okay. (laughs) I meant like I wasn't trembling. I wasn't nervous. I wasn't stuttering over my words. I wasn't unsure of what to say. I didn't lose any confidence. I was just me. And that is one of the things that I wanted to make sure and and see if I could just be me and not try to pretend to be someone else or anything like that. And and I passed. Woohoo. Good job. And then um, afterwards I was reflecting on it and I was reflecting as to why I had so much fun at this date because all we did was talk and we didn't even talk about a lot of stuff. To be honest, we, it was, I still don't know anything really about her. I know she's got a doctorate. I know she has a son who's 20 years old and I know, um, well, I have a 19 year old son. So that was something we talked about. I know she's invested before. We talked a little bit about trading. I mean, come on, <laughs> why wouldn't I? Um, those are little things. I don't really know anything about her. I don't know her last name. I still don't have her phone number. We still just chat on the dating app. Um, I don't, I don't know anything about, oh, and I know what kind of car she drives because <laughs> we met up at this place and I saw her car, right? Like that, that's it. I don't really know anything and she doesn't know anything about me either. It's kind of a mutual mystery. Um, and so why did I have so much fun? What was it about it that made it enjoyable for me because it was very enjoyable and it it was very, um, you know, we hugged at the end of it. There was no, there was no sexualness happening. Okay. It was just a a friendly chat, friendly hug. Hey, let's, let's do this again sometime kind of thing. So what is it that, that made it so fun? And this is the thing that I could not believe. If you guys remember several, many podcasts ago, (laughs) For those of you OG podcast listeners out there, um, there was a point in time I was studying the book of Your Five Love Languages. Great book, by the way. I listened to it twice. It's really good. Really, really, really good. And I discovered during that study that my primary love language is words of affirmation. Big time. Um, like, Like major. Words of affirmation above all by a lot. And then if I had to pick a second one, it would probably be physical touch, but I'm, that's not entirely completely true either because it's just out of, out of all of them, physical touch would be number two. Um, but I'm not much of a huggy buggy kind of guy, unless it's my kids, I will hug them all day. Um, so there you go. That's where, that's why I think physical touch, but I'm, I'm not much of a touchy feely guy. I don't like touch someone's shoulder when I talk to them. I don't, I don't, I'm not good at that. That's not something I'm very comfortable with. Uh, So words of affirmation by far is my greatest love language. If somebody is complimenting me, it, it's very fulfilling for me. So, so in, in other words, here we go again, Zach. In other words, if someone just feeds my ego, I feel great. 
<laughs> right? Um, so, but, but in all seriousness, I, I really do enjoy that. And um, so what I've learned on this date is that I haven't gotten any. I'm saying, I think, now my memory is not the greatest, but I think I have gotten zero words of affirmation from my ex-wife for the last eight years. It's been sheer criticism. You know, it's like, and sometimes I, I welcome criticism because it helps me be better, right? But there's a point in time where when it's every, everything, like not just, not just the typical guy stuff where, you know, the wife criticizes the way you do dishes. You know what I mean? Not just that. I'm saying if I had a great idea or what I felt was a great idea and I presented it to my then wife, it was met with, yeah, but instead of, oh, wow, it's a great idea. And in having support and encouragement and listening, it was, yeah, but here's why that's a terrible idea, right? And, and for eight years, guys, and I didn't notice it. I never noticed it because I had that, I really stri- strived, and I'm, I wasn't perfect, but I tried to have that unconditional love, you know? And I never really thought selfishly about the words of affirmation thing um, until I had this date where this lady was giving me compliments out of the blue complimenting my beard. Okay. Listen, I know it's not a big deal and it really isn't. And it's not like I'm like in love with this girl. <laughs> it's, it's nothing like that. It's one date, friendly conversation. We're going to go on another date and get to know each other a little better because we still don't really know each other. Right. That's all it is. But just the fact that she was giving me certain compliments about my beard compliments about the way I was explaining trading to her. Like, Oh, no one's explained it like that to me before. Like little things that like I haven't actually received apart from like my friends, you know, and it's very different, isn't it? Isn't it different receiving words of affirmation from like friends and like a friendship type love compared to somebody that you're kind of getting to know for romantic reasons. It's a very different feeling. Anyway, I had fun. It was a lot of fun and I'm going to go on another date with her this week. Um, and get to know her a little bit more because we only really had an hour. It was a quick brunch. And so, yeah, we need more time to really <laughs> dive, dive deeper into each other's lives. Like I, I told her, you know, went through a divorce and got six kids and all that stuff. You know, that was all very transparent at the beginning and um, RV life, you know, that kind of stuff. And even with all that, she agreed to a second date. So that's kind of a thing. Speaking of RV life, changing the topic now, just to kind of give you guys an update. I am still living in my RV with my ex-wife and my five kids that are living at home. One is still out living with his fiance, enjoying life. Oh my gosh, it is tough. It's really, really tough living with your ex-wife. Uh, Brian always laughs and um, talks about this time that he had to live with his mother-in-law and he, he keeps saying... So it just does something to a man's psyche having to live with your mother-in-law for, for a year or two years, whatever it was. And I'm like, now, now I'm like, try living with your ex-wife. <laughs> you know, like, this is so much worse. Oh my gosh. I would rather live with Toya's mom <laughs> right now. Um, anyway, so, um, 
yeah, it's it's been a little bit rough. Um, and, and what's worse is I, I feel like she's not really looking for a new place to live. I don't know why she would possibly be comfortable with this situation because I am for sure not. I'm so uncomfortable with it that I've already gone out and applied to different apartments. And so my plan is whoever's first moves out, the other one gets to stay in the RV. But we got we to gotta separate. Another step to that separation is I needed a family vehicle. You know, Toya's got a van, a minivan, but I just have a Mazda 3, a car, a nice little car, and I needed a family vehicle. So I bought one. I bought one this last week. Um, Again, this is the beauty of trading and business and diversifying your assets and growing your assets. Uh, Wealth building, guys. I literally said, I need a family vehicle, and two days later, I was at the DMV registering a vehicle. How powerful is that? It's not brand new, but it's new to me. It's a 2009 Chevy Traverse. Not the newest vehicle, but my goodness, this thing runs great. Runs really, really well. It's got a couple of issues that I need to sort out, but like nothing nothing safety-wise. You know, it's just some little things that I could get a mechanic to do. I'm planning on doing that maybe next week or the week after. But anyway, it's just a beautiful thing having some some form of financial freedom and I'm not all the way where I want to be yet, but it's, it's still great. It still feels good. And so anyway, and that's the car I'm in now is my new car. Um, but, uh, what was I saying? Right. With this car, well, now we have a little bit more freedom of transportation. And so now I'm able to take this and go to the office and have a little more freedom there. I don't have to come back at a certain time because my wife needs the vehicle for or my ex-wife, sorry needs the vehicle for her work. She works a third shift job. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just awesome. It's just nice to have. That's one step. Now I'm looking to get an apartment as soon as possible. I don't care if it's nice or fancy, as long as it's not in an unsafe neighborhood, I'm good with it. And I want to go there. And so I I got one. Well, I didn't secure it yet, but I, I have one that I've applied to. They asked for some more information, which is pretty standard when you're self employed. I gave them the information they requested and I'm waiting to hear back, um, like today or tomorrow, um, potentially. And then based on what they say, like I might, I might end up having an apartment this week. Um, and I'm ready to move. I have security deposit rent. I have everything taken care of and ready to go. Um, I just, I just, and I'm ready to move. I have a family vehicle. I can load up all my crap in this thing in one trip. (laughs) I don't have a lot of stuff, you guys. I've got my clothes, my laptop, and some charging cables, and my blanket and pillow. Like, I I live a very, very minimalistic life, okay? It would not take me long to load this thing up, go to an empty apartment, empty it out, and be like, okay, great, now I don't have anything. (laughs) I have my bed up in Green Bay, so I can drive up there and get my bed. I have some more things up there, like more clothes. Um, I have some office things up there too. And so that's the beautiful thing. If I get this apartment, I can actually not pay for my office anymore and have my office in my apartment again. Um, and if I did that, I would actually save myself 500 bucks a month, 550 a month. Um, so heck yeah, lower expenses, increase wealth. Why not? Heck yes. And how much powerful, how much more powerful is my life going to be when I'm actually separated from my ex-wife? That's just such a more healthy situation. 
Um, so anyway, guys, there's some things. I'm excited. There's mo- forward-moving progress. I'm really, really striving for it. Um, on the trading front, for so now that you guys know about my life, which, which guys, give me feedback. Is that interesting to you? Um, I find it helpful for me to talk about it on this platform, um, and I'm hoping that you guys can actually learn from some of these experiences that I've experienced um, so that, you know, in however it applies to you in your life. But if you are like, Zach, I really just don't give a crap about your life. Just let me know in a nicer way. If you could just say, hey, Zach, can you talk more about <laughs> ABCXYZ? I'd be happy to oblige. But um, on the trading side, guys, I feel like my level of trading mastery is just going up and up. I thought it was very, very high before. I'm like at a whole new level and not saying that to brag. I'm, I'm literally just experiencing it and loving it and trying to explain it to people. And I'm redoing the entire job killer advanced course in order to reflect some of these new, um, um, epiphanies that I've received surrounding trading. Um, I'm telling you, it's going to make everyone such a good trader. It's insane. And I can't wait to share that with you guys. So if you're not an elite member and you don't have, or you don't have access to job killer advance and you're listening to this, what are you waiting for? Yes. There's a financial investment. Yes. It's a little pricey, but my goodness, it's worth it. In my opinion, our price as it is should be double what it is. By the end of 2023, our elite membership is going to be $20,000 by the end of 2023. I I guarantee it. It'll probably be before the end of 2023. It'll probably be six months in that we'll raise it to that point because we're building out phases three and four next year, guys. The full wealth system. Oh my gosh. So for those of you that got in, you know, at a lower number, you guys get access to all this fun stuff. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Um, so anyway, thank you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. I can't wait to shed more and more light on trading specifically binary options trading. That's just what I I'm really good at and I love it. And, uh, I can't wait to shed that light with you guys and share it with you and grow and develop with you and and together we'll just change the world, you know? Um, so anyway, guys, you guys are awesome. Really appreciate you. And uh, I look forward to talking to you next time.